I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass, busted draft pick, and game-changing play. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow and listen to Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I mean, the possibilities are limitless, Kevin. What if Portland drafted Michael Jordan? What if the NBA never vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers? That's a butterfly effect for real. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We are here. We are back. Yes, it is happening. The ALCS, the NLCS, all taking place right now. And you are listening to the best damn baseball podcast that has ever existed. That's right. It's big time baseball with Odyssey Sports. I'm Tony Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio. And with me, not Tony Gwynn Jr., not John Heyman. No, we got a special guest today. We got my ex-teammate, one of the best teammates I've ever had, in fact. He's still playing, in fact, so we got to talk a little bit about his career. In fact, he is going to be, I don't know, maybe not officially the captain, but in my eyes, the captain of Team Israel in the upcoming WBC, the one and only World Series champion, Ryan LaVarnway. Ryan. What up? Let's talk championship baseball, baby. How you doing, man? I haven't talked to you. By the way, I haven't talked to you in like in a couple weeks. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Back uh, back home for the offseason, moving into a new house. Got a little baby sleeping upstairs. Hopefully she stays quiet. And by the way, congratulations on having you. the new child. But yeah, we got a lot of baseball to cover. But first things first, how was your year, man? You were back with, what, the Miami Marlins again, weren't you? Yeah, so I started the year in Toledo, AAA for the Tigers. And then when my daughter was nine days old, of course, we're taking our newborn photo. She is smack on top of my Tigers uniform for a great newborn picture. I get a phone call, and now you've been traded to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp of the Marlins. <laughs> Which, by the way, when you got that text, how much of your butthole puckered up because you thought Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp were like, you're sending me to double A? <laughs> it was, I was more of like the, no way, my daughter is nine days old. There's no way she can get on a flight. How am I supposed <laughs> to move my brand new family across the country? But that's the life of a baseball family. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And by the way, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that's not the thought you had. It would have been the thought I had because I know I always knew Jacksonville to be a double A team. Now, of course, they're triple A for the Miami Marlins. But congratulations to you on another phenomenal season, and uh, hopefully many more to come, or whatever the hell you want. But first things first, you got the WBC coming up. You have been announced, I believe, playing yes. for Team Israel. Congratulations! Are you excited to be joining the team again? I could not be more excited. The WBC in 2016-17 between the qualifiers and the tournament and then the Olympics in 2021 have been 
two of the biggest highlights of my career playing for Israel, representing, you know, Jewish people around the world. It has been so meaningful to me and my family. And there's been such a great outpouring of support from, from really the global community. It, it's one of the highlights of my career. I can't look, I couldn't be looking forward to it any more than I am. I, I bet you are, dude. And of course, I'm looking forward to the next WBC. Having played in the WBC with you this last go around and how much I just, you know, one, it was the atmospheres. You know, I, I, I my, my, my biggest regret as a ball player, Ryan, is the fact that I never got to play overseas. And when I say that overseas, I mean, I played winter ball, I played in Venezuela, I played in Mexico, Dominican, Puerto Yeah, I played in all of them. But I always wanted to play one year in Japan. That was always a serious, serious goal of mine. And I didn't get that opportunity. But I did get a version of said opportunity when we played in the WBC, both in Korea, which was incredible. We played in Seoul, which was uh, at the time the Nexon Heroes Stadium. I forget yes. who they are, what they're called now. But And then we went on, of course, to the Tokyo Dome, which have you ever played? And I, I, yeah, those of you listening. Uh, just understand what you, you think you've been in a loud ballpark. You think you've been in a loud stadium. Maybe you've gone to like a Michigan football game. Hey, maybe, maybe you've been a part of like the 12th man in Seattle, which everyone claims is the loudest stadium in the world. No, uh -uh -uh -uh. you've never heard anything until you play against Japan in the Tokyo Dome. Unbelievable. There's cheerleaders on top of the dugout leading chants. Every player has their own song. There's a drum line. I thought one of the coolest parts was they built extra seats onto the warning track, onto the field, and every seat, just in case you weren't paying attention, had a helmet for the fan and a glove in case there was a screaming line drive hit at them. So cool. Just everything about this place was just unbelievable, and the experience was amazing. I'm looking more forward to more international baseball. In fact, about a week ago, I interviewed Rob Manfred. We talked about Major League Baseball's goal going forward into the international markets. Uh, and, man, what can I say? You are a part of that. I luckily get to say I was a part of that, and uh, and I'm very excited for you to be a part of it one more time in this next go-around. And – Playing in the States. Now, here's the thing. I'm excited for Team Israel that you're playing in the States. I'm also not excited for Team Israel because I don't know how you're going to survive that bracket. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a strategic move from the Israel directors, the people that are running the team, because they wanted to recruit more. Yeah, they wanted to recruit big leaguers players. so they would stay here, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, our roster is insane compared to anything that's ever been assembled for Israel or as far as a Jewish group of baseball players. Nothing has been assembled like this before. Mm -hmm. That being said, we're not playing Taiwan anymore. We're not playing Korea, who was, was maybe a little bit over the hill the last time we played them and not as good as they thought they were, so that's why we took them down. We're playing in probably the hardest bracket of the first round. Yeah, unquestionably. And, and, and just so you guys all know, there is things at stake here. It doesn't mean, I mean Israel has to win a ball game just to qualify for the next one. So, like, it's not just the goal, of course, of staying in the qualifier. Obviously, you want to move on to the next round, but you guys got one hell of a bracket that you're in, but I am excited for it. Can't wait to be covering it in about six, what, five months' time, six months' time? Man, how time is going to fly by. But until then, we got a lot of baseball still yet to play. Let's talk a little ALCS, Ryan. Hey, one of your former teams, the New York Yankees. Yeah, I'll claim it. I'll, I'll remind you. You're a Yankee as well as a Red Sox. Um, they don't look good. No, they, they, do not. They, they are swinging and missing better than anyone has ever swung and missed in the playoffs before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have been on teams that swing and miss a lot, and you live and die by the home run. If you're going to live and die by the home run, you need to hit one early because playing from behind, playing when the other team has a little Yahtzee around the bases all the time, you're on defense. The time of possession is not 
in your favor, it's not fun. It's draining. It's exhausting. And then even when you do get that home run, it's more of a relief than a celebration. Mm-hmm. So if the Yankees are going to continue to go for the big swing and the and the big home run that they that they need, they're going to have to get one early. Absolutely. And, you know, I saw a great tweet today that I thought really uh, nailed it on the head. Now, keep in mind, let's do a quick recap. Um, you know, the Yankees kind of stumbled out the gate in game one. But here's the thing. I'm not sure a single person in the world thought they were going to win game one against Justin Verlander. I sure as hell didn't. The fact that they even put a number on the board is a miracle in that ball game. Game two, I thought they had a shot. And I was very vocal yesterday saying that, hey, man, here's what it's going to take for them to win today. If Luis Severino gives up two runs, just two runs, the Yankees are going to win. He gave up a three-run home run. Yankees lost three to two. I was knew it was coming, and the moment that three-run home run happened, I said, the Yankees are screwed. They have no chance in hell. Now they're going at home against, again, these Astros. Now, the Astros this season, including the playoffs, are seven and two against the Yankees. They have owned the Yankees. In fact, they have owned the Yankees for so long that to this day, the Yankees have never won a single playoff series against the Astros. They are 0-3 so far in the history of the playoffs. Do you give them any shot in hell in getting back in this series? They do have Garrett Cole going next game. It's their chance to get back into it, but Garrett Cole can't pitch the game after that too. Yeah, so I think the Yankees have a really good chance at these next two games. They've got Garrett Cole, who has been as billed. He has been as good as they expected him to be when they signed to that monster contract. Game four, they have Nasty Nestor, former teammate of mine. Huge competitor, disgusting stuff. He pitches different than anyone else in the majors. He's bringing Latin American winter ball into the big leagues. I love it. Okay, it's a little bit tough to time. If, if a pitcher's job is to throw off timing, Nasty Nestor is the best in the world at it right now. That being said, another thing you just mentioned is that the Yankees have had a bad record against the Astros this year. That was the case in the divisional round for a lot of the teams. The Padres had a bad record against the Dodgers all year. The Phillies had a bad record against the Braves all year. Those two series went the opposite way. So I'm not counting out the Yankees because of the season record because the playoffs might as well be a new season. That being said, the Astros look really good right now. They look really good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that drives me nuts about the Astros. It's not that they're the best offensive team in the American League. They are, but that's not my point. It's not that they're the best pitching team in the American League. They are, but that's also not my point. It's just everything they do, no matter how many runs you score, no matter how many of them you set down in a row, you are never out of the woods against the Astros, period. New guy comes in, that fresh arm is better than the previous arm. And the previous arm was probably Justin Verlander. (laughs) <laughs> How is the next arm better? That makes no sense. Jordan Alvarez is out. Okay, you got to deal with Bregman. Bregman's out. Okay, you got to deal with Altuve. Oh, God. Uh, uh, well, don't worry. They, they, they lost Correa. Don't worry. Now you got to deal with Pena. Jesus, where do you breathe? You can't. So when you mentioned earlier, the Yankees got to get to them and get to them early. I don't think it's get to them early because they did get to them early in game one when Harrison Bader hit that home run off of Verlander. It's if this team doesn't go, they, everyone says that if the long ball doesn't go, no. If a Judge, Stanton, and Rizzo don't go, the Yankees don't go. Well, the, the thing that got to me after game two was, did you hear what everyone in the, the Yankees locker room was focused on in yep. the post-game interviews? Ooh, the roof. Ooh, the exit roof. Velocity, exit velocity, wind. Ugh. Oh, Aaron Judge hit his ball at 106 miles per hour. Alex Bregman only hit his at 91 miles per hour. 
Okay, you're focused on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Alex Bregman's was a home run. Aaron Judge's wasn't today. It might have been a home run in your stadium. That might be the only stadium it was a home run in. It, in fact, it exactly that. It's a home run. Okay? <laughs> so we need to focus on results. If we're up there blaming the wind, blaming the roof being open, we're focused on the wrong things. And you know what my favorite thing? Aaron Boone accidentally gave away his entire excuse because he did say that. He said exactly those words. He's like, yeah, you know, 109 miles off the bat, you know, you know, the roof was in. We really noticed the wind when I came up there and took out Luis because we saw the ball that Tucker hit to right, and that just died. I'm like, oh, so it was happening to the Astros too? You mean it was a level playing field? So yes. no one was doing anything shady. Your guy just flew out to right field. It sucks. That's baseball. Sometimes you're playing at the Green Monster. Sometimes you're playing in Houston. And the Yankees, of all teams, to yes. talk about short porches. And and you know what? It's it's almost like the Yankees have started a new drought or a new curse of some kind, right? We haven't seen the Yankees win a World Series in a long time. 2009. The Yankees used to be the empire. Right now it feels like the Astros are the empire. The Astros are the team that are deeply unlikable in the public opinion. The Yankees, I almost find myself rooting for. I can't because I have Red Sox blood flowing through me, through and through. You wore the pinstripes. Don't, for, don't, don't, for five don't. minutes. For five minutes, I wore the pinstripes. <laughs> but I, I find myself rooting for the Yankees because I, I, along with everybody outside of Houston, Texas, find the Astros to be the new empire, the new deeply unlikable team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mm -hmm. Same. And it's so weird that we're actually looking at a team like the New York Yankees that has Giancarlo Stanton, that has Garrett Cole, that has Aaron Judge, that has Anthony Rizzo. Uh, This team are the underdogs. And they're not just like kind of the underdogs. We're looking. Yeah, we're looking at them like they're the bad news bears taking on the New York Yankees, because quite frankly, that's kind of what it is. Like that's the Astros how- are so deep and so talented and such a well-rounded team. They're well-coached. They have good t- leadership in the dugout. What, what can we say about the Astros other than like, we got to find a way to like them. Mm-hmm. Did you, I mean, if you watch the Astros and Seattle Mariners series, that tells you all you need to know that the Astros aren't losing this year. The Mariners took them to the limit every single game. 
as far as they could. It took two eighth inning, one, of course, ninth inning, three run home runs by Jordan Alvarez, a follow-up go ahead, two run home run by Jordan Alvarez, and then an 18 inning, one nothing win for them to quote unquote sweep the Mariners. That was the most uneven, like you, you call it a sweep. Was that a sweep? Maybe technically, but no. After watching the Astros not get beat by the Mariners once, I just feel like the Yankees have no chance in hell. And I'll give them a fighter's chance if Garrett Cole comes out and competes tomorrow. I think I think Garrett Cole is going to be the man that we want him to be, that the I Yankees hope. want him to be. I would even go so far as saying that the Yankees can take two out of three in their home ballpark because New York is one of the toughest places to play as a visiting player. Mm-hmm. The Astros know how to do it. The Astros have done it well. But I think the Yankees are going to at least make this a series. I say they take two out of three, and then the Astros go win at home. All right. Well, how about this? Let's switch it over to the NL side, because as much as it may not be as fun for everybody to talk about this series between the Phillies and Padres, which, by the way, the Padres are an incredible story right now. Hell, the Phillies are an incredible story. Why are the Phillies an incredible story? Because they have no business being anywhere near this right now. They shouldn't have made it in the playoffs. The only reason they made it in the playoffs is because the Brewers absolutely screwed themselves by not by one giving away hair, uh, giving away uh Josh Hader, and then, of course, getting no offensive support. They gave away that last wild card spot, especially in the last week and a half. So the Phillies get to sneak in. No one gave them a chance in hell against the New York Mets. Well, they, they, I'm sorry, not against the New York Mets, against the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, they made short work of the Cardinals. They follow up by beating the Braves, which, again, no business beating the Braves. I did not, see, did. I did not see them taking on the Braves after the season they had against the Braves either. And, and keep in mind, as much as and, and as someone that was a poor defender, I can say this. This is the worst defensive baseball team I've ever seen above a ball. I'm baffled by how bad they are on defense, but they do have a good two headed monster in their starting pitching. And offensively, we talked about the long ball with the Yankees. This team can go toe to toe with any offensive team, maybe ever. I think the Phillies also have a little bit more bat to ball skill, a little bit more hit ability than the Yankees. When I look at this Phillies roster, I see I see a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side. I see a Bryce Harper that is living up to every bit of hype that he had when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I see Kyle Schwarber as being a leader on that team, someone that has been there before, won a World Series, played a big part in that World Series with the Beautiful. Cubs. I think that Schwarber and Harper are leading this team and willing them to keep going in these playoffs. I like it. I like it. And I, I, you know, I'd like to touch on something you just said, and that's on Harper. Harper really has become the guy that he was labeled to be. Now, even like during his first MVP run, which was an incredible season, I didn't look at Harper going like, no, yeah, that's the dude. I'm like, no, that's a great ball player in a, in a great pool of ball players. Now I look at Harper like, you can't throw to Harper. Every time this guy swings the bat, I, I clinch up going like, he's, if he makes contact, some, a fatality will take place. <laughs> Through the television, it feels violent, like he's going to hurt us. Yeah. And it's going to be the baseball that is being hurt. And uh, he's just so ridiculous offensively. And Schwarber, too, like you mentioned. By the way, this team also has Nick Castellanos, who had a down year, but still hit like 20 home runs. And did yeah, you can five. forget about a guy like Castellanos, who had a five war this year. Yeah, it's just, and by the way, got booed all season with it. Like, just, uh, oh, love you, Philly fans. Just love you to death. Well, here's the deal. That team is looking good. They are split 1-1 with the San Diego Padres. Now, here's here's my honest-to-God take. The Padres should win this series. They flat out should. 
They're a better ball club. They have a better pitching staff. They play great defense. They flat out can rake. Juan Soto is a guy that sees more pitches than most teams. Basically, than the entire New York Yankees, Juan Soto sees as many pitches as they do in a game. It's just they're a very good team, and that's without Fernando Tatis Jr., mind you. Yeah. Um, but, man, the Phillies have this punch. I describe this a lot, and I, I and forgive me if you've heard me say it elsewhere or even here on this podcast, but I will say this. The Phillies are George Foreman in their 50s. George <laughs> Foreman won a championship at age 50 with a nice right hook that he connected on. If the Phillies connect with their right hook, you're going down. But yeah. it's a very slow right hook, and you should be able to dodge it, San Diego. God, you should, and I hope you get back to the World Series. And I personally would like to see a San Diego-New York World Series rematch of 1998. I don't think that's what we're getting. I personally think we're going to see San Diego versus Houston. What do you think we're going to be getting? Well, I think Joe Musgrove, who's pitching game through for the Padres, had a really poignant point when he was interviewed about his upcoming start because He's another guy that is showing up and is being the dude that you want him to be mm -hmm. if you're the Padres. He has been unbelievable. I played with him for about 15 minutes on the Pirates, 2018, I think it was. I can't even remember what year it was. He is a stud. He is. He's, He's unbelievable. He talked about how the most important count for a pitcher when you're pitching to any hitter is the 1-1 count because the swing in batting average, if it's a ball from 2-1 to 1-2, if it's a strike, is the biggest swing. This Game three, when it's 1-1 right now, it's the biggest game of the series. I think whoever wins game three is going to win. I think the Phillies, the atmosphere in Philly is second to New York, is probably one of the toughest places to play. But I think that the Padres in Joe Musgrove have the advantage with the pitching, with the starting pitching. Mm -hmm. I think the Padres take game three and go on to win the series, but barely. I agree with that assessment. Not only that, Joe Musgrove. Now, keep in mind, Joe Musgrove tonight, as we're currently sitting here on Friday, Friday evening will be the next ball game. You can check that out, of course, on FS1. Uh, by the way, also check out the Carton Show on FS1. Why not? Some guys on it. Um, but also on top of that, listen, um, Joe Musgrove faced the Phillies once this year, and he got roughed up. Six runs, six innings. Ranger Suarez did not have a very good year, but he faced the San Diego Padres. And he shoved that game. He went into the eighth inning only giving up two runs. Now, of course, that is a small sample size. One ball game, and this is a different ball club, I think, on both sides right now. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. I think Joe Musgrove gives the Padres the advantage of game three. I think they go on to win the series. However, I do think it's going to be a 2-2 series going into game five because they got Noah Syndergaard taking on Mike Clevenger in game four. And I, I don't have anything against Mike Clevenger, but I'm not feeling as confident in Mike Clevenger as I say I am Joe Musgrove. Yeah, Joe, I mean, Joe Musgrove is absolutely a stud, especially last year and this year. He's really grown into himself and mm -hmm. turned into a top-of-the-line rotation guy. And he's number three for the Padres. Is that, Isn't that right? Crazy. He's a top of the end guy. He's he's pitching for number three for them. But I like I like what you just talked about. It sometimes a lineup or sometimes a hitter just doesn't see the ball out of a specific guy's hand. Mm -hmm. So we got Suarez, who shoved, even though he didn't have a great year against this team, and we got Musgrove, who shoved all year, didn't have a great outing against the Phillies. So I think maybe today might be a better matchup than I originally thought. Now that you that, that you point that out, but. A, I'm going to go with my horse. Musgrove mm -hmm. is the horse in this situation. You bet on the horse. Yep, I dig it. I dig it a lot to the point where, listen, I'm an ex-Padre. I love me some San Diego Padres. Uh, a part of me was just so – as happy as I was that they beat the Dodgers, I still can't believe they did. I'm like – I still look back at him like thinking – 
is this real life? Did this seriously take place? Did the Dodgers legitimately drop another series, but this time to the Padres? Oh, man, it was just so, so sweet, so great. And the Padre fans are just eating it up, which, hey, listen, you're, the Padre fans have not had a lot to root for over a 52-year span. So, man, enjoy every second of this, and I hope they do get to the World Series. But before we wrap this up, Ryan, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. By the way, Ryan, where can people follow you on social medias? Uh, Instagram, rlavarnway, Twitter, Ryan Lavarnway, and uh, ryanlavarnway.com is under construction. Check mm -hmm. it out soon. Oh, baby. And by the way, Ryan Lavarnway has become a very fun follow on Instagram, so make sure you guys check him out over there. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. But before we finish up, I just want to ask you one question. What are your thoughts on free agency? And obviously, we're only going to mention, I'm really only going to mention three names. And I'm very intrigued by this. And the reason I'm going to mention three names, obviously, we'll mention Aaron Judge. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be everybody's talk talk about for the next four months. Where is Aaron Judge going to be? And in my opinion, as much as every fandom is going to be like, oh, Cubs fans, oh, come to Chicago. The Ricketts ain't paying any money to Aaron Judge. Let's be real clear. Um, there's really only, in my eyes, two places he's going. Just two. He's either remaining a New York Yankee. And as much as Mets fans want to pretend Aaron Judge is coming over to Queens, it ain't happening. He's no. either going to be a Yankee or he's going home to San Francisco to be a San Francisco Giant. What say you? Does he think the Giants are going to be a contender in the short term mm -hmm. when he's in his prime is my question there. Yeah. If I am Aaron Judge, which I am very much not, I want to be a pinstripe for the, my career. I want a statue. I want to be out in Monument Park. I want a chance to win because they have a, group, a team right now that if they put it together, they should be the best team in baseball. Right now we just talked about the Astros are the best team in baseball, but the Yankees have every chance to compete in that division, which is a little weaker than it historically has been. So they're going to be in the playoffs. They have all the pieces. And if they add any more pieces, they're just going to be ridiculous. But if I'm Aaron Judge, I'm looking for the Yankees to back up the Brinks truck. You know, he's not he's not the 27-year-old free agent. He's a little bit older, so we're not going to see the years. But I think the annual pay, the per-year pay, is going to be among the highest that we've seen. I think you are absolutely right. Now, here's the question. Does he take those years? I don't know. This is why I really think San Francisco comes into play, because I think San Francisco, who has as much money as anybody, I cannot stress that enough, They, I think they'd be willing to give the years along with the salary. That's just my thought. Now, do I know that for a fact? I do not. That's my speculation right now. But there's a reason why that team didn't go and sign any free agents the last two years. Uh, they got money. And I think they're looking to spend it. And here's the other two players I want to mention real quick, just before we sign off. Carlos Correa, any other year, like last year, would have a stranglehold on the market. That ain't the case this year because the Dodgers have a lot of free agents available, specifically one name I want to mention, and that is Trey Turner. If you are a general manager, who do you want as your shortstop? Trey Turner or Carlos Correa? Boy, that's tough. Trey, Trey Turner has the the hit ability, the on base. Correa's got the edge in the power. Mm -hmm. I think with the Dodgers, you just had the best regular season in your history, right? Your your postseason ended a little bit sooner than you would have liked to, but you like the pieces you have. 
the the clubhouse camaraderie. I think they understand Magic Johnson running that team. I think he understands how much it means to have players that like each other and like playing together. I think the Dodgers try to retain retain Trey Turner. I think they do as well. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I was a GM that was looking for a shortstop right now and I had the funds available to me, of the two, I want Trey Turner. And it's not for all the, not just the reasons you said. There's one big thing you didn't mention that immediately comes to my mind. He stays on the field. Carlos Correa misses at least a month every season. Now, when he's on the field, yes, he's the best shortstop in baseball. He's the best offensive shortstop, definitely in baseball. But quite frankly, Trey Turner is on that field every single day, putting up absurd numbers, getting on base and wreaking havoc. And like you said, the Dodgers had the best single season of their history, and it's a very rich history. If I'm the Dodgers, I get my hands back on Trey Turner. I lock him up and uh, just do my best to stop screwing up in October. <laughs> oh, Ryan. This has been a blast, guys. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Big Time Baseball wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And, of course, the Odyssey app itself. Make sure you follow Ryan LaVarnway everywhere he goes. And make sure you follow his journey going for the next WBC Team Israel World Baseball Classic, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Anti-Hero Baseball on Instagram. That's it for us. Be enjoy you some baseball. Beat it. <laughs>